You're about to listen to the Wissam Sharif podcast. This effort is made possible by our monthly supporters on Patreon. Please visit patreon.com slash Wissam Sharif to become a monthly patron and help us to make more projects like this. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Wissam Sharif podcast. Uh, I am not Wissam Sharif. <laughs> My name is Brother Jawad Khan. Uh, and I will be your co-host uh, for this podcast, along with, of course, Imam Wissam Sharif. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you, Jawad. Uh, welcome, one and all. Uh, alhamdulillah, we are very excited to be launching this uh, podcast for Imam Wissam Sharif, uh, in which we want to tackle different topics, different reflections on some of the work that he's done and the work that he's doing. Uh, and some of the things that we've been able to work on together as well. Uh, some background on myself. My name is Jawad Khan, as I said. I've been working with Imam Wissam for a few years now, I think coming up on almost five years now, uh, just on different projects uh, such as Quran Revolution. Um, I'm also a student of his in, in different capacities. Uh, we also have done a lot of YouTube content such as Nourishment, Prosters of Prayer, Prophetic Dynasty 2, uh, and most recently uh, this past Ramadan, which we were all kind of quarantined and stuck at home in Ramadan. We were blessed to participate in this project called Journey 2020 through the Quran, in which we spent every night going through a juz of the Quran together. Um, and I was, alhamdulillah, behind the scenes helping out with that as well. Um, and so, alhamdulillah, really excited to be starting this podcast uh, here with Imam Musam Sharif. And today, our topic is going to be the story behind knowledge travels. Uh, Imam Musam, you want to tell us what knowledge travels is? Sure. And welcome to everyone joining us for our first podcast. Jawad and I have been talking about this for some time. So I do want to start out by praising my Lord uh, thank you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, creator, sustainer of the universe, uh, the Lord who I worshipped uh, back in 2009 and the Lord that I worship today. And I send peace and blessings on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the final messenger and the seal of prophets. And before him came Jesus alayhi salatu wasalam, and the legacy of prophethood is completed with Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and i wanted uh, to start out today uh, almost taking off uh, uh, titles uh, bw if it works for you brother wisam uh, is as formal as we need to get um, i feel like as we get through the series uh, we want to be able to have a comfortable environment here right Jawad? Right, I think yes, we yes, brother Wasam. <laughs> so let's uh, for for everyone who, even who's who's following on. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take the crown that the imam wears, and I'm gonna take that crown off for for the times where we're sitting together. Because as Jawad said, this was so we could discuss what's going on behind the scenes, so that we could get into some deeper discussions. And in order to see forward, in order order to get get ahead and see what's coming up in my future, I would like to start in a place where a lot of people don't know, and that's what Jawad had brought up, knowledge travels. So a uh, quick backstory, most of you may have heard some of my Tajweed information or some of my Tajweed classes I went around teaching, and from teaching weekend seminars, I started making 
uh, follow-up series to that, uh, each surah of the Quran, each section of the Quran on YouTube. And it be- was very famous. It, it's almost what I was known for. But if you go back before the Tajweed follow-up series, there was the uh, uh, idea or concept of knowledge travels. And so I was the years 2008 ending or and beginning of 2009, traveled to Egypt and it was, the world was a completely different place then. And while we were there, we were uh, in the Islamic tradition, we, were, we considered ourselves students of knowledge. And it's a very honorable title to take on. So we were very proud to be students of knowledge. And in that, in that time, YouTube was not as big. Uh, internet wasn't. I can't say that I, uh, I was into YouTube as much or I didn't know that YouTube fame or uh, I, think, I think it was only two or three years old. I think YouTube was 2006 it was founded, so oh. it was just starting. Okay, so yes, I, I did. I did not know that it was going to be um, it's going to be a big deal, and nor was capturing video that easy. If you go mm. back to 2006, there was a cell phone called the N91. It was like an $800 cell phone, Jawad, and it had eight megapixels, and it was it had a four gig hard drive, and this was. Oh, wow, that's that's like the Cadillac of <laughs> video <laughs> phones, camera phones. Oh my God! Back then, four gig hard drive, and this is uh, before uh, iPhones were were like everywhere. Yeah. So yes, I would think yeah, I'm thinking 2006, and so uh, in 2008 and nine, uh, head over to Egypt, and while we're there, the idea of making informational videos, uh, the the vlog or the um, the reality you know, TV feel Mm -hmm. wasn't really in my head. The idea was talking head uh, put people in a situation where they could learn something quickly and move on. They could become a student of knowledge for four minutes or six minutes in their day. And so Knowledge Travel was born and almost immediately um, a spinoff from Knowledge Travels because we were students of knowledge studying Arabic. The word of the day came up. So that mm-hmm. that's that's the backstory. Uh, but so much, <laughs> so much <laughs> happened from there. Yeah. So this is a it's a series, and it's actually still a YouTube channel. We're looking at it now. Actually, it's uh, YouTube.com/slash Knowledge Travels, uh, and you can still see these videos. I'm seeing the date stamps are like 11 years ago. Subhanallah. And they're just they, they look pretty good, honestly, uh, for for such older videos. But it's you just in different environments in Egypt um, doing little lessons and I, I particularly remember the word of the day because um, that's one thing that stuck out to me when I first I think learned about you I, I just kind of devoured whatever I could find of you online and um, we could actually like take a second let's see if we can listen to one of the words of the day this one like for example and this was at the time too before I think YouTube even allowed more than 10 minute videos it was literally just like four or five minutes reminders and reflections uh, this is one word of the day I think you just stumbled you just stumbled upon a cat here yeah I think you just like stumbled upon a cat. Is this the tree or? Okay. Yes, was no, this is this one. Yeah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. This is with Sam Sharif for Knowledge Travels. The word of the day is Qitla. Kit or cat. Qitla the cat. Zakma khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. I like this one just because I know you have other ones that are more knowledgey in terms of you like giving the 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 like the sira and the, and the literal meaning of the word and what family it's from in Arabic and stuff. But this one looks like you just literally popped up on the parking lot and was just like 
You're supposed to do cliff as a cat. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I think that was, that was the fun of it is uh, there was a group of eight young men and my spouse at the time we were all traveling together. So this is clan of 10 people and mm-hmm. then we would just stop in random places and grab a word um, i think one thing that was amazing uh, about this series uh, really right off the get-go is you can't create that backdrop anywhere else the honking mm-hmm. of the horns the random uh, malnour- malnourished cat uh, alley cat i i think that was when the internet was just sharing its color so mm-hmm. um just watching the video, not only was it cool, but I think it it still has that dynamic of they're in some other far off country. Yeah, and I think it's it's yeah. This is definitely I think the vibe and the culture of this time of like it was just cool to see videos of real people that they uploaded themselves that wasn't like reality TV or something, but just like you guys are out and about and around. Um, I, I forget what year it is, but my my brother had actually studied in Egypt for like a summer um, with a few of his friends doing just Arabic studies, um, and they have like his 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 friend recorded so much video that I think they have like eight or nine DVDs that he edited together <laughs> of this stuff, and it just reminds me of that type of just the feel and the vibe of being of just going around and kind of capturing that experience because it's also I think what was cool I think especially for me as a young person was to see like this is a knowledge travels vlog and you're doing you know Arabic words and different things of this certain reminders but it's also you just kind of like in a hoodie and jeans walking around Egypt and showing the real side of of studying like it's not just you in an institution it's not just you with a big backdrop or anything or you know we never get to see this side of studies where it's like you know you do your 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 studies in classroom but then you're also just kind of walking in the street and you encounter like you know a potato vendor and you can talk to him for a little bit so that i think was the cool part of these these series especially right and down there on the right side you'll see uh, a policeman officer because walking around with a camera in egypt wasn't exactly welcomed as much Mm -hmm. But um, so that cop did come over to us and making a video was our way out. So (laughs) we tried to explain in the broken Arabic because we just started studying. They Mm -hmm. didn't know what we were doing until I just whipped out the camera and you could see he kind of, we said, we want to make a video with you for the the word of the day. And the word of the day was shurta, uh, police. Mm -hmm. So uh, we, I think uh, we, uh, we really did capture the, the moments of, you know, running out of class and going to get something to drink or uh, running into the cops and making a video with them. So yeah, I, I, I think Knowledge Travels was, it started out with, let's read a hadith. That's what we all start out with. Like, let's read a hadith. Um, I don't re- I don't know if that the channel's still out there. Uh, Jawad, is there a Khalifa clothing? That's, yeah, I remember that. I don't know if the channel's out there. I remember that, that the, those shirts. Yes. Uh, they had a very huge YouTube channel, and Sheikha um, uh, Sheikha was a huge YouTuber. Yeah, um, that's still around. I think that's where I saw some of these videos actually initially. And that's the post. Yeah. God. Oh wow, mashallah. If you saw that, um, I was a nobody on YouTube, right? So the fact that uh, one of the students who was developed, uh, who was studying there with us, he said, "Oh, I know Khalifa Clothing, and and I know this uh, this other account." And I didn't know. He just kept saying Sheikha, and I was like, "I don't, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it all meant." Um, so 
And a, a total side story, but the real question is, how did we shoot and upload video when the internet was sketchy? Yeah. And we, we, we had a Sony hand camera uh, and we had to go and hunt down the wire uh, to actually get it trans to make it transferable. <laughs> but by the end of this, if you watch the end of Knowledge Travels, uh, we got all the way up to a Bluetooth microphone and, <laughs> and uh, we, we had a really good, um, I think we had a really good set of, uh, set of videos. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. And I think, I think that was also, uh, it's interesting to look back at this because that was also such a big part of anybody who was starting to do video at this, at this early stage in time is that it's so easy nowadays to literally just, you know, we've now this, this whole with, with COVID and everything, everybody's streaming live video from uh, just their phones. And it's, it's so easy and so simple, but it used to be, you know, you did like such little amount of space and you had to put them on discs or you had to put them on, you know, small hard drives and transfer the footage and put them into like Windows Movie Maker and, um, doing all this stuff. I think that effort uh, spoke a lot to the fact of just like people who really wanted to do it, did it. And so it, 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 there was like a barrier to entry in that way, but it also felt very cool for people who were doing it, you know? Absolutely, Jawad, a, a real story. We had to ask, it was four floors of our building that we, we were like a, a flat or apartment building. Mm -hmm. We would request all four floors to not use the internet for <laughs> hours so that we could do yeah. our upload so we would try to set up the um, editing and again I did not know a lot it was it was learn as you go it was mm -hmm. really I had no idea how I, I was baffled how did we get the video from the camera uh, which was on a cassette how do we mm -hmm. get from the cassette or the memory card and how do you get that into the computer and then uploading it um, you're absolutely right. With all the effort we took, uh, there was Knowledge Travel Season 1 that went up. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a Knowledge Travel Season 2 that was shot in Aswan and Luxor at these mm -hmm. 3,000-year-old temples. That The temples uh, rather took uh, uh, several dynasties to complete. Uh, I believe that there is an entire season, uh, almost 12 episodes that are unreleased. If, if they're not up here, then I, I have a hard drive in, in the studio here that uh, Knowledge Travel Season 2. We're going to get some We're gonna get some, some now. Now that we have a podcast about it, it's, it's going to become a social media hashtag, like hashtag release season two. <laughs> knowledge Travel Season 2. Get a, um, get a movement to release. Uh, mm. uh, this, this is some deep stuff, though, Jawad. Like, the, the, the locations sound like way upgraded, too. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And then that's where we had uh, upgraded mics and we had, uh, you wow. know, different equipment. Um, so I would like mm -hmm. to, uh, I would like us to all take a step back to say everyone who's put it, who's put out content thus far, um, we consume it. But I think the energy that goes into it is something that we will overlook today. So I think, mm -hmm. Jawad, you and I can make the commitment now that we want to put out rich content. Mm -hmm. content that people can use, utilize, listen to, uh, for, you know, for generations to come. And I think, I think one thing that sticks out to me with this, uh, with these videos as I just look back at them is that I, I especially for myself, uh, when YouTube came out, I was, I was very young and it influenced me a lot in terms of wanting to be into video and all these things. And I, um, got in contact with our friend, uh, Bilal Khan, and he was doing a lot of content and teaching people how to make videos online and stuff. Um, and even then later on, I ended up going to film school and really seeing the impact of video and film and these types of things. I think especially in those early stages, I remember my first intention was always of this no notion and idea of like, 
wow, like the da'wah potential, because we know of the, the hadith, and you could probably quote more specific ones, but uh, the general concept of uh, if someone takes some sort of beneficial knowledge from you, anything that they use that for, you get the benefit of it, you get the blessing of it without taking anything away from their reward. And the idea or concept that I could just turn on my camera and share a word of Quran or a word of the Prophet the blessing that I get for just showing that, and then on YouTube, I got 10 views or I got 100 views or I got a thousand views. Like it was like, whoa, more than just my family members saw this and the amount of potential. And now even 11 years later, these videos still can be getting views. And um, I think that that thought process is what really drove a lot of people to start uh, you know, some of our friends who like do like Quran Weekly and some of these early channels that were trying to do Muslim content that drove their their passion to really try to innovate in this field and try to, you know, get more get more things out there uh, and try to, you know, elevate our Islamic discourse, too, in terms of just, you know, putting knowledge out there and, and with the best possible newest technology, because it just was the, the, the barakah potential was immense. Yeah. And, and you could see that in early works, not to take away uh, from yeah. knowledge levels, but uh, it really, if we can broaden the scope, uh, the early workers, people who got in early and started pro providing content on, on the idea of Islam, they weren't in it for clicks, right? Mm -hmm. Even before the word clickbait came around, they were in it because I can spread the word now. And, and I mean this with respect, but it was the wild west of good deeds. Mm. Ashabi, radiallahu ta'ala, may be able to give dawah to 5,000 people. I can mm. get 50,000 views on my, uh, uh, on a well-constructed video, you know, before weekends end. So mm -hmm. there, there was a, there was this unleashing of, well, how much good could you do? And that, that almost speaks to Jawad, uh, when the internet started, if you told someone before the internet began, uh, we as a human species would be able to communicate with each other with doctors and, um, scientists would be able to, at a click of a button, share thoughts around the world. Uh, would, don't you think, <laughs> don't you feel like the, the outcome of the internet would have been projected so much better? Yeah. It, we, we developed it as we went, <laughs> we just yeah. went like, Oh, you know, this, just try this thing, that thing. And then. Um, and I think the, the second thought I just have is that in those early stages, I think because of that motivation and that sincerity for a lot of the initial people who kind of started a lot of these online videos, it just, they, they did whatever they could. And that's why like how difficult it was to transfer video and upload and do all these things. I think that that sh honestly shows in the sincerity of some of these, these early videos that it's just like, it, it's really love and heart put into you know, and, and work. I remember when, uh, especially like some of this, some of the, the cooler video stuff that you can do, like, I think you have a couple of famous, uh, those motion graphic, uh, kinetic typography videos with some of your audio where it's like your words are like moving around and then this, it's moving. I think, uh, Bilal has yeah, the typography ones. Um, I remember when I, fir I first learned to do some of that stuff and I remember I literally spent, I think three days straight trying to make one. And I think I made it, but it was a, I made one that was 30 seconds long and I, and I was a kid. So I mean, three days straight as in like, I slept for a little bit and then went back on the computer. Yes. And I'm like, man, subhanAllah. And I think it literally was just showing like, like I was just showing that ayah, I think, in wow. like a little flash thing. But I just remember how like that, it, it felt, it felt like something cool and new and, and like there, there was a, in the same way that, you know, I, I feel like there's a, whenever there's a new medium or there's a new excitement, especially for one who's discovering, you know, first time they're, they're discovering kind of Islam and stuff and they're wanting to spread it and, 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 you know, surround others with it. I think that's something that was very present in those early stages for a lot of people who are trying any of these, you know, small video efforts. And 
Um, I think inshallah, and we only have a few minutes, I think, left with this, but I would ask in terms of reflection, looking back at these, how do you feel video has changed today? And, and in terms of, I guess, almost the SWOT analysis of like, what are some, you know, strengths of you think uh, our current state of affairs of like the Muslim video sphere and, and some of the things that maybe we've, we've missed out on that we could renew, inshallah. Um, number one, I want to shout out to everyone who can even hear us to say, um, putting yourself into a space for a decade is something we all shy away from. Doing the same thing and putting your effort into something. But I, I, I want to say wherever we are today with our video uh, consumption and production and like Merciful Servant and mm. some amazing comp uh, uh, uh uh, we're getting up to it. I, I just want to be able to pull out the camera to say anyone right now who's who's looking at, oh man, I could never do something for 10 years. That, that's the feeling I had when I was holding that Sony camera on the third floor of our apartment building in Egypt. I was like, ah. Yeah, that's the other thought I forgot that, but now I remember that's the other thought I had looking at these videos was that 10,000 hours thing, man, of like, this looks like we can literally see your documented 10,000 hours in video that led to us doing like one of our greatest accomplishments, two and a half hours every night of Ramadan this past Ramadan. <laughs> yes. So that's what I, I, I want someone to be able to connect the dots and say, would, would I have been able to throw down for two and a half hours every night and, and keep the energy going? Had I not, is it just about knowledge or was it about getting comfortable in front of the camera? Was it about um, learning to move through chat box? And, and Jawad, we can have a whole nother conversation <laughs> about not getting into the chat box. <laughs> Live, yeah. To have been like, oh my God, I have to go fish with some out of his temper or his. <laughs> so I want someone right there to be able to just put it out and say, start your 10,000 steps of your journey, your 10,000 hours, start it now. Because I am honored to be sitting here and say, uh, look, uh, you know, started from the bottom and now look where we are right now. We're well into a, a decade and saying, hey, uh, I'm excited to see where I can go. Now, mm -hmm. the, the, the question that you posed, Jawad, where did we, where did we begin and, and uh, kind of like where's our state of affairs? I, I wish that someone could be at the cusp or the beginning again of the Internet. And you could go back to when uh, the early, it was 80s and 90s, where there's no internet. Now let's go before that. There's no internet and people are looking at Arabic texts. Uh, Jawad, you might've been really young in your early teens and had heard, oh, if I only knew Arabic, then mm -hmm. I, I'd have access to the knowledge. And if I had access to the knowledge, then this would happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, my biggest qualm is the floodgates opened. Not only did mass amounts of text get translated into uh, English, but then the internet made everything searchable and uh, texts were being read. Uh, the fix, an, an imam from Brooklyn was teaching like Adrumia and really uh, like very hard uh, classical text. He was teaching everything all in English. So if we could go to that time again and say, the internet gave us two things, access to the knowledge and then the ability to uh, um, search and edit and look through, uh, filter through several opinions. To me, if we could go back to that time and say, now that we have the knowledge and the Arabic is translated, now what? 
that that's that's my present it just it it feels like all we did was take cool lectures and bring them online but where is the generation who's going to stand on top of us and mm-hmm. take it to the next level and that next level to me is not just better graphics but you have the knowledge you have the arabic you have the the it's in fun uh, palatable digestible uh, videos stuff. animations everything yeah yeah so now, now what like not maybe the generation that that's coming right after you are they just going to be like yo cool video bro or mm-hmm. are they going to build on us that now that knowledge is out there now what that's mm-hmm. that's my real uh, i guess that's where we can uh, close out for today. If we can see, because I don't want Jawad, some kid to be like, I'm inspired. I'm going to go make vi- YouTube videos for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'd rather they now stand on our shoulders and say, what's the next medium? What's mm-hmm. the next platform? And not just what's the next TikTok. What's the next message that needs to be told? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. That's the, uh, I got obsessed with the Jweed. Absolutely. And it's not because I was looking, it intrigued me. It was amazing. It was beyond opera. It was everything. And it intrigued me. And thus I ran with it. Each one of us needs to open ourselves up to the buffet of knowledge Mm -hmm. and study things that maybe you're not interested in so that you can get bored and then come out of that boredom. And I think you had told me do something for 18 minutes. Yeah. uh, Even five minutes. Yeah. If if you're bored, do it longer and you're going to get into it at some point. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I see right now. It's amazing. And so I shout out merciful servant and some of these, I'm I'm losing the names right now, Mm -hmm. but, but we can just one path and yeah. Yep. And they, Jawad, they put out video like, yeah, like I'll made in 23 hours for the typography. They're putting that out. Like my kids consume it on a daily, daily. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, the question is what, what's going to happen? How many hype tracks need to be released before mm-hmm. the crowd actually gets hyped to do something? Yeah. I think, I think that's, and even from a knowledge perspective, I think one reflection that I always have from these videos and speaking as both a consumer of these videos, but also someone who's dabbled in, in making these videos and being a part of this process as well. Uh, I think that's something that I'm always concerned with, with the newer generation. And, and I've, I've taught like eighth graders this past year and uh, younger kids and these, and the, of the sort. And I'm always like hammering in this point about being a consumer versus being a contributor. This idea of, especially with knowledge, these really cool, you know, flashy videos that give you kind of bite-sized topics and even some of the longer lectures that you listen to, they're supposed to motivate and inspire you to then take that knowledge and either go deeper into something that's going to transcend just being on a YouTube platform, but maybe going and taking a class or going deeper into a text or doing something like that, where the knowledge has to elevate too, because Islam is universal and has lasted for 1400 years, not by staying at the level of the current day's technology, but by letting that be the, the, the thing that galvanizes you enough to go and access Quran and Sunnah, the, the sources, uh, in whatever way that is best for that, which has always, you know, been through accessing them, accessing them directly and through teachers and through, you know, that type of scholarship. Um, but also in terms of just being innovative and seeing the technology, like so much of our youngins have seen what has happened before and they try to either replicate it or they just kind of consume it and take it in. And the point is that to, to replicate the innovation. I mean, I think about Al-Maghrib in this, in this sense as well, about how Al-Maghrib Institute has, has been so innovative in its run of, of time and, and created so many standards for so many other organizations in terms of their level of education and design and all that type of stuff. And 
I saw in some some efforts, uh, some other efforts, they try to replicate Al-Maghrib, but then didn't replicate their innovation and, and and keep up with the fact that you have to keep moving with with the times and you know stay true to what's what's true, Quran and Sunnah and the Haq and all that stuff, but then adapt and 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 you know that's that's really what Al-Maghrib did in the, in its time and, and all these organizations and all these video makers, what they did in their time is they did the best they could with what they had, but to, but with the mentality to move forward, not to replicate what someone else did. And I think that that mentality has to be, you know, really has to come back to the forefront, especially for our young generation, including myself. I'm young too. Yeah, I, I, we're all young, but there are people younger than us who are yes. living COVID time. So we're going to reach out to that generation right now who can hear us and say, guys, it's not about re reinventing the wheel. It's now looking around you and saying that we're in a brand new time. And mm -hmm. every young person looks for that space. Where can I be unique? be unique, grow now and uh, help the people around you grow. Uh, I do want to take our last few seconds and, and yeah. shout out right now, Jawad, five years ago, if someone said, what if there was a memorization portal that helped you memorize the whole Surah Baqarah minute by mm -hmm. minute, did the whole process with you, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, post COVID, nah, there's a bunch of videos, <laughs> right? It, it, yeah. It's like, okay, great. There's someone who made another bunch of videos because we're living in that information overload time. So I say to the crowd out there, the memo rise portal is coming out to you. Yes. So the guy who's been creating videos for 11 years, now that it's coming out though, you choose how is your generation going to disseminate it? How are you going to adopt it to TikTok? How are you going, or how are you mm -hmm. going to adopt it to your platform? Because I can't, I can't know what the next generation is going to want. I'm just going to make something in my time and the next generation is going to be able to pick it up. So here's to, uh, you know, our Lord giving us energy to do this for another decade. And here's to the podcast being a, a source for people to heal. And um, here's to uh, many weeks to come. Jawad, thank you for a great evening. We look forward to more episodes. Thank you to everybody for uh, tuning in. And inshallah, I will probably have an outro here uh, that I'll add in. But Jazakumullah uh, khair. Any last words? Uh, if there's going to be an outro, then it should be like, <laughs> that I think will be the most appropriate outro for us. Oh my God. Be careful what you say because you know that I, what I would do. <laughs> this becomes the outro now. Snipped. <laughs> I'd give us something fun, something for our listeners too. <laughs> Shuvan, before we go now, let's see how, how, how many months I will regret this. <laughs> <laughs> inshallah. All right. Inshallah. everybody for listening in. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Thank you for listening. To support this and other projects and get access to exclusive series and content, support us monthly by visiting patreon.com slash Wissam Sharif. Jazakumullah khair. It should be like <laughs> that I think will be the most appropriate.